Here's three great reasons to get the new Samsung Galaxy S21 5G at T-Mobile. One, it's free for both current and new customers when you trade in an eligible device. Two, T-Mobile's the leader in 5G coverage. So three, you can unleash 5G speeds in more places with your new phone. Get the new Galaxy S21 free at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G coverage. Phone via 24 monthly bill credits plus tax. If you cancel credit, stop and balance on required finance agreement may be due. Contact us. Qualifying credit and consumer plan required. See details at T-Mobile.com. Blog Talk Radio. Let's start with hope. I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone. The ripples one son of a gun. Some would not have thought so, but I stand here, commander in chief, and I take that seriously. But along the way, a rogue ripple turned tidal wave in reaction to. Tried to do a rebirth of a nation's hatred Red, white, and blue Is black in there too Seriously One man Rewriting the book on bad behavior Maybe cheats the neighbors Feels he gets what they pay for weekends Got him on the back and send him on through. No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue. Is this the best we can be? Seriously. Let's talk of fear and why I don't bring it in here. It's a dangerous word. Books to herd and we all bleed in the stampede. Fear makes a false friend indeed. And I take it seriously. Oh, hear me now. For the truth gets drowned out by a demigod flexing. A demigod
seriously. Greetings and welcome to the Truth to Power show. And my name is Beverly D. And tonight we have Myron Rice with us. And we're going to continue uh, to talk about contracts. So, um, Myron, make sure you have your pens and paper, everyone, because Mr. Rice gives you the information, and you better get it while you can get it. And, Mr. Rice, how are you doing this evening? Uh, We're fine here. How do I sound? You sound good. We can hear you. And I just want to tell the uh, people that we are not giving out any legal advice or or we are not uh, claiming to be tax preparers or anything like that. We are just talking opinions only. Thank you with that disclaimer. Yes, we are here just um, tossing things around in my mind and throwing them at you. So it's up to you okay. to rattle through Mr. It. Rice's mind, and mm-hmm. and sometimes you might want to try to go up in here and straighten them out or whatever you think you have and let us know about it so I can further, you know, contemplate on your uh, discussions here. We don't really have a, a format that we follow. We, we want you all to understand that we're here to try to get you to feel feel free to have fun, to be, uh, you know, independent, to know who you are. Instead of acting like a U.S. citizen slave, you will look at yourself as a creditor, an owner. Um, these are people at the age of majority. These are words and statements that the uh, corporations are looking for. These are the individuals that are missing. This is why they are administrators, and the office of the the creditor is vacant. So these administrators are keeping all your funds. Your funds are supposed to be recycled back to you, refunded, reimbursed, whatever the term you want to use, they are to be returned to you as a creditor. But no one has given their position as creditors to these people, to these corporations. So they're keeping the fund. Anyway, first of all, for those folks who is would like to get on Zoom, uh, we have Zoom here, and the ID for Zoom is 675-305. 0662. And we have some very, very interesting people on Zoom. We normally talk after the show. We usually get a discussion together. For those who come on Zoom, please make sure you mute your mic. So that way I can't hear you all. Because I can hear you, but the people out in the uh, listening audience does not hear you. So I don't want to be distracted. And thanks to some modifications we done on Zoom, I can mute all of you all. So either you individually be responsible or I have to mute you all out if you don't uh, mute yourself when you come into Zoom. Anyhow, I have on people who fortunately that have Zoom, I have a screen that's shared. And I have a law here, and I'm, I kind of want to give you some laws 
But the, the majority of the base ones are the ones I gave on September the 8th. So if you're new to the call, if someone told you about it and you don't know nothing, then I suggest you go to September the 8th and the 15th and download the video for the call here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash truth, T-R-U-T-H, the number two, and power, truth to power. And please listen to the 9th of uh, 9-8, September 8th, and download you ask me a question, I'm going to refer to one, maybe refer to one of the laws and tell you to read it to me. So if you don't have it in front of you, then I would tell you, please um, disconnect this conversation and go listen to it. You can listen to the rest of the show, but when you get off, you need to go and download because we're not, and we're trying to move forward. Uh, I, I have I spent what what we did about two and a half years family on this show. Um, yeah, asking the same questions yeah, over. Yeah, doing doing the same questions over and over and over again. Not that the same people might be asking, but we always get new people in there, and they want us to start from the beginning. No, 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 no. If you want to know, and the first thing you start off, you should start off with is uh. Go to Jonah Bay website, type it in YouTube, learn how to authenticate your birth certificate, put an affidavit on top of it, have signed the affidavit, notarized the affidavit, have it authenticated, the affidavit, have an affidavit authenticated with your Secretary of State, and then register it to yourself. And then some of the time you need to publicize it. You want to put it in the newspaper. I think they do it for two weeks. And you get an affidavit of publication. All this to let them know that you are at the age majority. You have to listen and go get the rule, Minnesota Rule 220. And what I did with Rule 220 is I had a certified copy from Minnesota. Send me a certified copy of the rule. So what I do, the same thing I did for the birth certificate, I put an affidavit on it. Understand what an affidavit is. You create your own certificate of title with the affidavit. You create your own uh, warranty deed. We call it a grant deed. You're creating something, some document that they have. You create that same document, but you're going to have it in your name. So you have a superior position on it. How? Because you are going to register it. The corporations cannot register nothing. All they can do is registration. They are dead. Corporation, corpse. You can register it through the UPU, the post office, to yourself. Mail it to you, mail it to your mama, daddy. Because, you know, just mail it someone where you got the letter, you fold it, you file it in your documents as your own personal, and that way you have control over it. We're going to do the same for our name. So, Mark. Yes. So, the corporations can't mail it to themselves? 
I assume they can't register nothing. What what are they registering? What do they have to register? They have no money. They have no money. They only use your money. So don't don't say anything like magic register mail and stuff to to people. Do they? Not really. You sign. You may sign for something. You may sign for something, but I don't know if it's actually being registered. You may you may be signing something. You know, they tell you when you, oh. if you go to the post office or they get delivered, you might sign for something, but I don't usually see a red and white sticker on it. Mm. No, normally you just see there that most corporations got their own stamp and seals. You know, they got their own stamp on there. Okay. But they could have it delivered through Fed Express or something. Fed Express is not... The U- UPU, Fed Express, is not the UPU. That's another corporation. So they normally use other mailing to send it to you. Uh, Fed Express, oh, okay. what's the other one out there? There's some other ones out there where they deliver and you sign it. Right. Register a deed. Everyone knows about register a deed in their county. But when you take a document... The original document down to register these. What do they do, Beverly? What do they do? Don't they copy it? Yeah, and give you back what you gave them. So they don't. His register these don't even have the original because they scan it in and then they give you back what you gave them. So what exactly? What do they have behind the counter that's registered? They just file it. So if someone says, well, if this didn't, you know, who has a public record, they use the register of deeds as a place to say it's a public record. So they give you a library, a library number and a page number that they have recorded it in. Recording it is not registration. It's not registered. Record is a registration but it's not registered. There is a difference between registered and registration. Your birth certificate, it is a registration. They only recorded an event that happened the day you were born. They're only recording an event that happened the day you It's not registered, so won't we register it ourselves? So wouldn't that put us at a higher position than theirs? If you go to a courtroom and a judge has to decide which is more relevant, a registration or document that's registered, what do you think the, the judge is going to look at as being the most more, most important document that's been filed? You know? I mean, think about it. Registration or registered? Something that was recorded or something that was registered? I just want people to understand how we are to get a superior position on the documentation that they have out there, rules and regulations that they use, codes, statutes, whatever they have, how to take the certificate of titles, which is real important, your birth certificate, your certificate of title for your vehicle, your title for your property, all of this stuff, are certificates that you can get a superior position on. 
Was there something you said, or did I just hear? Huh? So I didn't say anything. Oh, okay. Maybe it was just a hum that I heard. Yeah, somebody was calling in on my phone. Probably heard that. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Because, you know, they they called me Mr. Gabby. You know, I, I could talk forever. So you got to give me a break sometimes. If you got a question, folks, you got to call in. If you can't call in, if you don't have any questions to ask me, and I know some people have expressed that they really don't know what to ask. They really don't know what to ask. And I, I guess the question is, what are you trying to do? That don't make no sense. How can you get involved in, in a this is not a hobby. We're not talking about doing a hobby. This is a style of life. This is a life decision we're talking about. If you don't know how to live in this life, then why are you here? Why are you trying to pursue pursue something and you've been doing it and there's some folks out there have been doing it for years and years and years and years and they have no further become anything than maybe a better slave? You know, maybe maybe they become a what they call the house Negro instead of the field Negro. I I don't know what they became, but they didn't receive what they're looking at. They still doing the situation. Um, I, I don't have any funds and and all and I need money for this. I need money for that. There is money there for you. We are trying to. Give it to you. There's a way to discharge debt, which I understood, at least my understanding, if I don't have to pay certain debts, if I eliminate debt, wouldn't that produce more money? It seems that that will produce more money. But apparently, that's that's not happening. Or or maybe some folks, it don't matter if you give them a million dollars, they still wouldn't know what to do. They still wouldn't know what to do. So, but if there is anybody, just like, uh, just like a lot of people that hit the lottery uh, for millions of dollars, and a lot of them end up dead shortly after with heart attacks because they can't handle the money, the energy from that money. Yeah, this is why it's so important that people need to learn how to, uh, how you say. Do it yourself. Get into it yourself. There are a lot of people that have funds out there. I hear from them all the time. And then I say, well, what did you do? Oh, I don't know. So-and-so showed it to me, and I just did what he said. I don't want to hear that. Don't talk to me until you can't prove what was said. I have people, you know, they gave me copies of what they did. Okay, that's fine and dandy. But as I read through it and I got questions and I ask you, and you can't answer it, I don't care about your stuff. I'm throwing it to the side. You know, I, even though you might have got a million dollars, someone might know it got a hundred million dollars. Show me the check. But when I asked and I got the information, he did. It did. He couldn't answer what was done. He only did what someone told him to do. I'm sorry. You are kind of pitiful. You you're in the bad. You're pitiful. At least when you got the funds, at least go back and figure out what was done, what you did. Not because so-and-so said so. Come on, folks. Come on. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear it. And I've seen the checks. 
I've seen checks. But, mm-mm. And then when they get the money, oh, Mr. Rice, what do I do next? Oh, my God. Forget it. Forget it. So people, you know, they, I, I known a man, the first man named um, Forney. His name was Forney. He built the first McDonald's, black McDonald's in Detroit. It was on Connors and Mac. He used to be a member of my church. Uh, and I worked there because I was only 17, and I was working there. And it was crazy. This man had McDonald's, and uh, they they built him. They built a McDonald's. I guess it was a law said you only can have a McDonald's a mile away from each other. And so somebody else, because he was at a very prosperous neighborhood, Connors and Mac, a lot of, you know, near, near right down the street from a, a project, kids buying, everyone's buying, he was making boo-boo money, and uh, he, they built a McDonald's uh, less than a mile. Well, they had, he sued him. They had to actually buy him out, and he got $10 million, which he went somewhere to another state, bought a radio station, a supermarket. He did all that other people doing it for him anyway. He didn't do it. Anyway, I'd say less than probably about three or four years, he was broke. He was broke. Now, he came to the church, asked them for some donations so he could open up a Burger King. Well, Mm -hmm. the church like, oh, you couldn't, you didn't know how to, you lost your $10 million. We're not going to give you no money. Anyway, he finally got it. And he opened up probably about six or seven Burger Kings. He did it from scratch. He know what to do. He retired. I think he passed a few years back. But he retired with money. He didn't lose it. Like he lost a radio station. He lost a supermarket because other people was doing stuff for him. But he had, he did it himself. Mr. Forney, thank you. The first McDonald's on Connors and Mac. I, I don't think it's, I know they redid, rebuilt it, but I don't think it's in the same location over in Detroit, Michigan. Detroit, Michigan. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that, too. Yeah, yeah. He was a member of my church. And I was one of the kids okay. that I graduated from Cass Tech. And, Come on, I need you to work for me. Get you a group. I, I had about six or seven of my friends. And we came, they came. You know, we live way on the west side. I swear, the furthest I got east was Cass Tech, and I was scared to go any further east because it was such, they had such a bad reputation back in the '72. Right. <laughs> yeah. Had such a bad reputation, but I had a car. Yeah, I had a car, so it was so nice. It was the reason why I had to get a car, and that was a wonderful summer. I went in the military after that because I probably would be running my own McDonald's probably if I would stay with him. But uh, anyway, I'm just letting people know. It, it's one thing to say I want something. It's another thing to have someone give you something. Because what we got, seeing like what we're given, you know, people want me to do their homework for them. You don't do your homework for your children. Why do you want me to do your homework? Why don't you just do their homework? Well, what happened if you teachers just gave the kids the answer? What would they get from that? What would they learn? But yet you want me to just give you what I know? Just give it. Just, just, just show me the form that you filled out. Just show. I'll give you the name of the letters and the numbers for the form, 
and there's instructions. Every form has instructions. They don't issue forms without instructions. You don't want to read? But then you're in the wrong business. Get out. You can't be a creditor if you don't want to read. Get out of the business. Go back and be a slave and let people do what you want to, you know, tell them to do, what they tell you to do. Go back, be a slave. Go back, be, and I hate to say it, but I won't say it anyway. Go ahead and be a factory worker where all you use is your hand. Never do they ask you to think about, don't be thinking on that assembly line. We just want you to use your hand at the plant, at the plant, short for what? Plantation. Plant was short for plantation. People didn't realize that. Oh, I'm at the plant. That's why they one time they used to give you pay you a lot of salary because they know that the job was tedious. So the money is what got you to keep coming. And I think some of the men who did put their kids through college, and that was, that was a good thing. They put their kids through college, even though after they got out, they I don't know any children who paid their parents back for the money that they spent in college that was spent on them in college. Anybody know a child well, that gave back to their parents? Well, some of some of them bought their parents' homes and stuff. I couldn't hear you. Speak up a little bit. Oh, I say some people bought their parents, you know, put them in new homes, took them out to the old neighborhood. Yeah. And I wonder if the parent really wanted it or this is just something they, no, you know, they, they really find themselves. The ones I know no. uh, who I'm thinking about, the parents wanted to stay in the neighborhood. They knew. They knew. Now they don't know their own neighbors. They're in a neighborhood. They don't know their mm-hmm. who their neighbors are. Yeah. People do not know who their neighbors are. They don't know who their neighbors are. Some of them might know the next door because they do kind of look at each other when a stranger comes in the neighborhood. But we, we lost something we were lost. But a person that's been in that neighborhood for years and their children have went to school, just about everybody know them and things like that. Yes. You, you knew who the crooks and the thugs were because you grew yeah. up with them. Yeah. You saw them grow up. Yeah. You knew, you yeah. know, you know, Robert, don't come in front of my house. Don't come over here next <laughs> to my house. I know who you are. <sighs> I know your mama. I know your mama. Yeah. Robert turn around and walk away because he knows he, he had no game in the neighborhood. Uh-uh. Anyway, and I want to I want to give out the number. I want to give okay. out the number to call in is three two three six four two one five eight six three two three six four two one five eight six and push the number one. If you have a question or comment or idea or anything here to help us be able to uh, put this puzzle together. Yes, please do. Because I learned that I can't really ask people to give me what successes they've done because some folks can't even report it to me. Some folks sign a letter of non-confidentiality. They can't say anything about what they were successful in doing. So I can't really ask that question, but if you want to express some kind of 
Well, they say leave a little crumbs to get to so someone can get to where you are. You leave a path of crumbs. By all means, you are welcome to call in and give us some crumbs to where you're from. Now, I got something here that everybody out there listening, everyone needs to have this law available for them, this code. It's under 5050 USC, the United States Code, Section 4305, letter B, number 2. That's 50 USC 4305, letter B, number 2. Those people that's on Zoom, you should see I've shared the screen. And let me read this to you. Any payment, conveyance, transfer, assignment, or delivery of property. When I say property, I'm not talking about real estate. Anytime last in the first week of 9-8, I said a contract means it's property. A contract equals property. So the promissory note or the application that you fill out to get a contract with someone, that promissory note, that application is property. And not to build with real estate, it's property. Delivery of property or interest therein made to or for the account of the United States or as otherwise directed pursuant to the subdivision or any rule, regulations, instructions, or directions issued hereunder shall to the extent thereof be a full acquittance, acquittance, A-C-U-T-I-T-T-A-N-C-E, because I don't pronounce it right, A-C-U-U-I-T-T-A-N-C-E, which means you exonerated, it's gone, acquittance, and discharge for all purposes of the obligation or the person, and remember, person is a what? Corporation people making the same. And no person shall be held. No person, and your birth certificate is a person, shall be held liable in any court. Think about that. Shall not be held liable in any court or in respect to anything done or admitted in good faith in connection with the administration of or in pursuance of or in reliance on this subdivision or any rule, regulations, instructions, or directions issued here under. That's very powerful. Basically, again, if you make any payment, conveyance, transfer, assignment, or delivery of property or interest to anybody, that has an account with the United States, and every remember all the corporations are under the United States. Remember, 15, uh, 18 USC 8, you should have that downloaded. That's the Bible. Uh, obligations and securities of the United States defined. They belong to the United States. Everything you get belongs to the United States. Federal Reserve notes belong to the United States. But who created Federal Reserve notes? You? No. We don't create Federal Reserve notes. So Federal Reserve notes are debt instruments, but we didn't create it. Now, a coupon or a bill or 
uh, uh, money order or a promissory note. Those are their paperwork. However, we putting our autograph on there. Autograph is AU, start AU. Anyone in there that knows chemistry know that AU is a symbol for gold. So when they put above that coupon, make a payment, make a payment. Let's go back down the web rabbit hole here. Article 1 of the Constitution of the, of the United States. Article 1, Section 10. Payments can only be made with gold and silver. Please read it again. Article 1, Section 10. Payments can only be made with gold and silver. Well, the coupon, the brother coupon says make a payment. Who has gold? We don't have gold in our hand. They they took the gold out of the of, out of the system, out of the system. There's no gold or silver, but your autograph. Listen to me, your autograph, and let me tell you, your autograph is really not the same as your signature. So you need to know how to sign with your autograph. That will actually so discharge the your debt. That will discharge. It. Go ahead. What's the difference between an autograph and a signature? How should we sign an autograph? Well, one way, and anyone who knows, what's his name again? Uh, Wine and Miller. Um, Wine. David, yeah. David, David Wine Miller tells you how to sign um, without using what they call dog Latin. Look up the term dog Latin. That's how you all have been writing in dog Latin. And it's that's only done by ignorant, it tells you, it's only done by ignorant people. But you be writing in dog Latin. David Wine and Miller tells you how you could put colons in between words. Or uh, uh, if you ever go to Rome and you read what's on the buildings, they got periods between each word. They got a period. So if I want to say colon Myron dash Charles, because they don't recognize middle names, post office. Do not recognize middle name. Social Security. You know, you see your middle name on your Social Security card. It is really not being recognized. So when you say, when they say first, middle, and last, under first, you need to be putting your first and middle dash and the middle name. First dash the middle name. Where it says middle, you leave that vacant. And then last, put your last name. But you should be signing it, colon, first, dash, middle, colon last and some people can separate can take the colon out if you want to say family of and then the last name that's acceptable as well but to me it's too much writing family of and the last too much writing just put a colon and the last name that's your autograph that is your autograph but i just putting it out here please do your research and look it up Dog Latin, that's what you all been writing, dog Latin, and you will find out that you are just, you know, dog, you, 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 you are ignorant. You're being ignorant. So anyway, again, 50 USC 4305B2, making payments, conveying. Now, the subject matter here is supposed to be contracts, offer, and counteroffer. Everything they give you is an offer. Everything they give you is an offer. And they offer to put you in contract. 
So once you are, if you accept it, if you don't respond back to somebody, it's what's that term I can never get? Acquiescence, where you have approved to be in contract with them. You know, the court sends you a summons and complaint, and you didn't respond back saying, "I do not want a contract with you. Thank you. I don't want. I don't want your offer. I don't want a contract." That is what you do and send it back to them. There's nothing they can do about it. You don't want a contract with these corporations. They have to get you to contract with them first. So every time they give you an offer, you must give them a counter offer. So if they send you a bill for a million dollars, I will give them a counter offer of a dollar stamp. Because all stamps and money orders from the post office is backed by gold. I'm giving them gold. That $100 million of Federal Reserve notes is not worth the paper it's written on, people. It is not worth the paper it's written on. The Treasury has stated that, and the IRS have stated that. Look it up. The Treasury said it's not worth the paper it's on. Fort Knox do not have the gold back in anybody's stuff no more. They sold it all. But you must give them a counter offer. The same thing is true for a court case. They file a claim on you. You must give them a counterclaim. You must give them a counterclaim. Same thing. An offer, a counteroffer. A claim, a counterclaim. Now think about it. Just so folks understand what I mean by counteroffer. If, uh, and we use Beverly here. Beverly says she Beverly has a car, and she says, Myron, I'll sell you my car for ten thousand dollars. And I said, Nah, Beverly, nah, I, I, I want to give you seven thousand. Now Beverly have a choice. I gave her a counterclaim of seven. She said the reason is ten. She has a choice to either accept my seven thousand or drop the whole thing. The whole vehicle. Period. The ten thousand. It becomes void. When you give them the counterclaim, it makes the original claim void to you. It's void to you. Now they can she can do what she wants to, maybe offer it to someone else. It don't matter. But when it comes down to you, then the counter offer means it basically is acceptable. It has to be accepted or the whole offer is void. It goes away. But now, again, they send you a coupon for a million dollars on a piece of paper that doesn't is not worth anything. I gave them gold. I gave I gave you gold. So if I'm giving you gold, it's like I give you some more value than what you offered me. Now, you could either accept it or you could just forget about that piece of paper you gave me. This is something we need to – I just want you to consider this. Anyone got questions, please call in. We're talking about contracts, and you have to give them offer. They offer. They give me an offer. It's up to you to give them a counter offer. If you're in court and they file a claim – you must have a counterclaim as a creditor. You are creditors. This is what you do as creditors. You give them a counterclaim 
or counter offers. It voids out what they do. They have to go back and say, oh, well, either we do what he says or we got to pay him. You know, so proof of claim. And they. What happens if go ahead. you purchase something? Just say you purchase a vehicle. And uh, on the contract, the uh, bank or the car company, one of the, probably the bank, they say that on there they have they self as the creditor and they have you as the debtor. Well, if you signed it, see that, understand, when you sign something and you write it on their contract, they give you their application or their promissory note or their mortgage or whatever, and you sign it. Uh-huh. You signing it as a debtor because you're telling them that I will pay you every month for for whatever you've given me. I will pay you. So, again, you told them you was a debtor when you signed that contract. They're administrators. They're acting for the creditor. They're not the creditor, but they're acting for the creditor because under the office of the creditor, it's vacant. You didn't tell them later on, I am the creditor. I'm the owner. So can you you go back later and change that? Exactly. Go get the original document. So the the contract. uh Uh-huh. Go ahead. So the contract. I mean, I thought it was binding when, you know, you sign, just say the car, uh, and they have it that on there, they the creditor, you the debtor, you signed it, so you you agreeing to be uh, the debtor. And then three months later, you say, you finding things out and you saying, no, I don't want to be the debtor. I'm, I know now I'm the creditor. So that's when you go and start using your stamps and, and sending them letters or, and things like that. Yeah, but understand that you say contract, and the definition of yeah. contract is that they must have two autographs on the contract. That's never happened. You never see their uh, name on agreement. there because they know they're committing fraud. It's an agreement. I agree to do this. And if I agree to do it, then I can unagree to do something. Anything that can be agreed on by one man, that same man has the power to unagree. In a mortgage, you are the grantor. Quit acting like you don't know who you are and let them control. You could change the contract. You could do what you want on that because you're the only one that signed it. They didn't sign anything. They can't even get the money. They have to put the money in an escrow account. And then do a line of credit against it, using it as collateral. They can't spend the money. They just use it for collateral, and then they get checks, and then they go out and buy and do investing with your funds. But don't so they have, for you to get back. Don't they have, like, their a person, their representative sign the paper? It's no. The I saw my mom. They, all, they, all they have is a notary. That's all you're going to see is a notary on there stating that, oh, I witnessed your signature. What about when you purchase a car and you sign the application? If you sign that, 
you sign an application, you don't you you don't only want to sign. There's no two names, two two places for two names to be signed. Hmm. They just put you in a contract to make monthly payments, which sounds like a promissory note. The application gets you approved. Then they're able to go and get the funds out of your birth certificate. That's what the application because, does. They must put you in another contract because of your autograph, yes. Autograph, okay. Now, now they're able to go and get funds out of your, and that funds are called interest. That's what interest is, not the little 2% interest you get on your checking account. Or saying, that's not the same interest. It's funny how they use terms. The same word, but have different meanings. This is interest right. is what comes out of your birth certificate. Any funds that come out of your estate is called interest. If you want to know more about it, then there's the IRS got a code 26 USC 6049. I guarantee you never will hear this from anyone. IRS 26 USC. 6049, that is a 1099-OID, interest income. You want to know about the uh, um, 1099-A, then that is 26 U.S.C. 6050-J. 26 U.S.C. 6050-J, that's a 1099-A. You won't hear those laws, codes from any, anybody. Mm -hmm. I got it on the stroke of luck, a lady... I mean, me and this guy was causing the IRS by OIDs, and we got transferred six times. And then we got to the seventh lady, and she just said, look, uh, 26 USC, 6049, 6050J, and she hung up the phone. You know, we both looking at each other like, what the heck happened? But it talks about interest, refund interest income, filing on interest income, what came out of your estate. You can OID. Remember I told you, you don't only want to sign a contract. They can't spend the money. They put it in a, um, for a mortgage. It's called a demand account at the Federal Reserve Bank. Everything is kept at the Federal Reserve Bank with your name on it. All your payments that you make are going to the Federal Reserve Bank. Then they, put, they use it as collateral so they can get a line of credit. And the line of credit is what they use to give the investors out there that gave them money. Sometimes they use the investors' money. But all this to say, you know, uh, um, it's called a pooling and servicing agreement. Anyone want to look it up, look up pooling and servicing agreement. That is where investors give the bank money. They got all this money, and they need to go They need to go somewhere. So why don't we give it to a bank and to a mortgage so we can get paid for 30 years and we didn't have to do anything. We don't have to really do much. For 30 years, people are paying. And these investors are getting paid. Well, they didn't put nothing in there. You don't want to put the, put the original funds up. They didn't do that. But anyway, not trying to get all across the board here, but we're just trying to break things down. So, Because most people have problems with contracts. You got your student loans. People got student loans out there. You had a promissory note for the uh, mortgage. You have a promissory note. So what you need to do, and considering you were the grantor, you were the creditor, why don't you ask for that promissory note back after you show them 
who you are. Tell, tell them you are the credit. I want the promissory note back. And then you Sound like that student loan. And Same thing. And usually, especially if it's from a third-party debt collector, you do them the same way, or you just... No, they can't give it to right, you. Right, right, right. No, if it's a third-party okay. debt collector, they didn't take the money out. They can't give it to you. They can't give it to you, so that's why you just send them a letter, um, show your authority to trespass on my estate. See, they don't want to hear that word estate. You always operate under an estate, and they don't want to hear that word. So they're trespassing. That's serious. You can't trespass on an estate. So show me your authority to trespass. Meaning they got to show you some contract or some agreement that you have with them. If they don't have an agreement, they won't even answer your. They won't even answer you. They they won't even come back at you once you give them. There's a David Clarence letter who explains it very clear how it works, how that estate works. David Clarence. So this is some. These are things that you had to do with third-party debt collector. Original debt collector. I want the promissory note. Oh, we lost it. Well, if you lost the note, and the note is remember the note is why there's a mortgage. The mortgage is connected to the note. No note. There's no mortgage. Stop making a payment. I'm sorry. You got to go to court. I go. We go to court. I want a proof of claim that there was even a contract for me to pay you thirty for thirty years. Oh, well, we got a mortgage. But on the mortgage says a note and the mortgage. It don't say just the mortgage. It's got the note. It's based on the note. So if they don't have the note, then there is no contract. There's no contract for you to pay. And they're going to say, oh, we don't want it because they didn't. Uh, they know that that note. And this is the claim. This is the claim you're going to file against them. Counterclaim. This is the counterclaim that you're going to file against them. You're going to say that you did some unlawful conversion. They converted your note, IOU, into a security. And uh, it was, I think it was last week, within last week, where I gave you the, uh, the UCC law. 9-102, number 65, Michigan, MCL 440.9102, in parentheses, MMM. Those are definition of promissory note. Again, UCC 9-102, number 65. In Michigan, look like I'm going to have to mute, folks. Someone's not muted in Zoom. And uh, uh, Michigan is MCL 440.9102 MMM in parentheses. Those are dead. And it says, if the bank acknowledged that they received any funds, then it is not a promissory note any longer. They converted it into a security. If they converted it into a security, then you better take that security and send it back to your MERS or whoever it is, your service provider, and say, this is paid off. But before you do that, you're going to have to claim it. How did I say you claim a certificate or any kind of security? You're going to have to put an affidavit on it, sign it, 
notarized, authenticated. And personally, you may want to register yourself, make it a registered security. That way you have a registered security, and you file it down at the register of deeds. They never file it at the register of deeds. Oh, I've got to mute everybody. Hold on a minute. People are not. People's not, people's not listening to me. Oh, wow. I said you all, but I still hear folks. Oh, no, I don't. Am I hearing anybody? I muted all. Okay. But anyway, yeah, this is a um, what you would have to, what you need to do is to get that promissory note so that you can have control over it and then you uh, register it to yourself and then you refile it down at the register of deeds. And when it's at the register of deeds, then you can uh, um, uh, go ahead and send it to whoever you you making your payments with as a full payment. And they are to give you a 1099-C saying it's, that debt is now canceled or a statement of account that shows you have a zero balance. And if they don't, then again, maybe when you send that in to them, you look at that 50 USC 4305B2 and says anything given to you under full faith and credit, under good under good faith, that they must acquit or discharge the obligation. That's what that 50 USC 4305, I gave you earlier, B2. Basically, whatever you've given them, any payment you've given them, your counterclaim, you've given them a counterclaim, and you're going to say, pay this debt off and give me a UCC, uh, I'm sorry, 1099C, which is a cancellation of the whole debt, and a statement of account where you want a, you see this, a zero balance. Okay, let's see. Are there any questions out there, Bill? Anybody calling in? Anyone on the line? No, and the phone call is three two three six four two. Wait, hold on a minute. One, hold on a minute, five. Beverly. Somebody on somebody hold on a minute. Someone on Zoom is talking to me and I told you I can't talk to you uh on Zoom. We can't hear you. Please mute your phone. Call in. The number is three two three. Uh, six four two one five eight six. For those on Zoom that want to ask a question, call in to the show. Press one to get into the queue. Again, two three two three six four two one five eight six. Otherwise, put your mic on mute. Thank you. Go ahead, Beverly. What were you saying? Nobody's calling. No, that's it. Nobody has their hands raised. They listening, but they they're not raising their hands. Well, you know, again, if y'all don't have no questions for me, then what? I don't need to be on the show. I could just swing on over to my Zoom people. Maybe we cut cut the show early, you know, because it don't make no sense to me being here if I don't know what you want. Ask your questions. If she does no such thing as a dumb question other than ones you don't ask. But if you don't want to hear what I got to say. Okay, then. Bring bring the hand raised. But I'm just saying, if you have no questions, What's the point of us having this show? What is the point? 
Area code two eight one two two three. Yes, hello, can you hear me? Two eight one. Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes, hello? we can hear you. Hello. Yes, um, Marcus, quit talking. Whoever's talking on Zoom, stop talking, please. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Zoom people still talking about what's the number. Again, let me do this number. Three two three six four two one eight five six for people on Zoom. Okay, then go ahead. Uh yes, no, sir, I'm sorry I'm, to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, not a problem. Um, yeah, I just got a text from the uh Harris County Sheriff's Department saying I have a warrant for my arrest. Um how do okay. I turn that into them paying me for wasting my time and all of the administrative process and going to court and all of this stuff that I've I've gone through with them. Hello? Okay. I had to mute up. You said you have a warrant. You need to get someone. You need to get someone with the warrant um, and and and, and take a look at the warrant. The one is actually supposed to be like a it's actually a check that doesn't have any money to back it up. So what right. you would do is endorse the warrant. Go have someone pick the warrant up for you and you endorse the back of it just like you would a check. Okay. You would you would endorse then, the back of it. And once I and, endorse and it, back and send it back and send it back to them. And then send it back to them. Say again? No, I was just repeating what court. you were saying so to I could court. write it down. Send it back to the court. Yeah. Send it back to the clerk of the court. That issue, a judge must have signed that warrant. That judge is going to send it back to. And you best just saying, remember, everything they have on you, they reported it, they they, uh, took it out of your state. So it's been prepaid. Now, if you want to, you can send them an optional form 90, a 91, Mm -hmm. and a standard form 28, which is the bond. And you send release the money, release my body. That's what they're saying. Release the real estate in my body. Release the real estate in the money. And uh, if I owe you any money, then there's a standard form 28, which is a charity bond that's saying you can get it out of my birth certificate. At the so that's the, the, 90, the, that's the, right. the 90, the 91, and the 28? Yes. So you can give them a bond. And I don't even know money coming out of your pocket. Who cares? Just go ahead right. and get where it says, says residence on those forms. You put down there your birth certificate ID number. Like East Michigan, it started off with 121. That's my area code. Every state has its own area code. Uh, and uh, you be upper left. I know that we saw one today with the birth certificate. It was actually in the right hand corner. They look like they're changing the birth certificate. But it's the birth number, whatever the birth number is. You put that as your residence and then put the state that you that you're in right next to it for It's not a lot of space, but you could do that. Just put your let's say residence. Your name, you okay. want to be putting your all cap name in there, and then you're going to be using the uh, the residence is where it's kept at by the statistics. That's that's what your birth certificate is that by the statistics. Okay, my my next question is how can I um Send you a payment after I get this check cash from these people. What, what's your information so I can send you a donation? Say what again now? 
I said, what's your, uh, your, your cash app or what's the information so I can send you a donation after I get my, my money back from these people? Okay, well, we don't really talk the money thing here. But you can, I have a, a, a Skype. You can Skype me and we can talk personally on Skype, which is a, a rice text for S-K-Y-P-E. And my Skype ID is rice text 6557. Can you, my, my phone was breaking up. Can you say that, your Skype ID number one more time? Rice Tech, Chinese 
One would be your secure party creditor. That would be one. That means you got a UCC one file where someone is in charge of the of your name or signature. The other would be an agent. Every estate must have a executor and an agent. The executor would be the non UCC or the UCC, a secure party creditor, and the agent would be a business that's registered. Registered business. You gotta go in under those representatives. You can't go in under you because you're a child. People send letters out to these corporations and they don't get no response. They don't have to respond to children. I'm surprised you just don't get a lot about that. That's because that's what you are. You can't go in using your name or whatever. You better have some representatives out there that said, I have the equitable rights, titles, and interests of the grantor with this or the signor, which would be the birth certificate. I sent in a 15-page file of attorney. I sent them the David Clarence estate paperwork. They they know who I am. They know my jurisdictional you know, elements. My, my UCC okay. at the time was, was totally wrong. It was totally wrong. I just made some corrections about two weeks ago. But this was this happened back in January. And uh, okay. the, the court... Of course, we just open. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What state state are you calling from? Um, Texas. Okay, what I recommend you use, do Texas have a power of attorney? I mean, I'm sorry, an attorney general? Um, I'm pretty sure they do, yes, yes. Yes, I know they do. Don't you know know your attorney general, your secretary of state, and your state treasurer are your trustees? Why don't you? I have a friend that got they got rid of everything, everything that court had on him. They got rid of it when he did, when he sent an address to the attorney general saying that these people are cheap because they are corporations that license under the state that license have regulation and rules. It's not like they're violating their rules on you, but you mm-hmm. go to the attorney. Basically, we got okay. a law if they put you in a truck. That if you contact the attorney general, that attorney they appointed has to be dismissed. The attorney general represents the straw man. Who are they charging, sir? Who are they charging? Yeah, they were charging the straw man, exactly. Okay, then. But they charge the straw man. Why don't you get the straw man attorney to represent him? Right, right. You got it? I, I got it. I got it. Okay. Because it sounds like you say, they know who you are, they totally ignoring you, or they not responding back. Well, they are charging, and they can only charge that piece of paper. So give it to the, one of the other piece of papers that they, that, that's in charge of it. That's a certain difference to look out for everybody's mistake. The Secretary of State is to look out for everybody's mistake. The State Treasurer is to look out for everybody's mistake. So why don't you just send them off, send them the paperwork you have already filed up, and just give it to him. Say they, this is what they're, they're ignoring. The questions I told them to provide me with, and it's not for the, it's mandatory that they're supposed to give you that forward agent registration statement. So they will imagine they automatically, uh, you need to contact the Department of Justice and have them come after them too. Now that's mandatory. They also, even on the original charging instrument, um, I put on there no contract um, under force 
under correct under duress and um, forcible coercion. And, uh, okay. They still, and the, the, the still right on. And the, okay, but the question I asked you: Did you go to court? Yes. Okay. Actually, what happened? I, I was I was arrested. I was arrested for nothing. And so once I got arrested, they took and transferred me to another facility. And so I had to go to court. And so when I got out, they gave me a PR bond. I got out, and then I, I went back trying to see their look on their face when I was asking them. When you got, wait, again, when you got arrested, did you say, show me the contract? What contract are they arrested? They can't arrest you for nothing. What contract are they arresting you under? Now, me, I terminated my driver's license. So I, I don't worry about them ever saying I got a contract with that driver. But they got to give you the contract of telling you what did they arrest because courts only deal with contracts. If you don't say nothing to them, then the assumption is with acquiescence that you are under their contract. You didn't say, where's the contract? I'm not under you. That's why I don't come to court. I'm not coming to What do I come to your court for when I already told you I don't have a contract with you? I have nothing to do here with you, period. Okay. Show me the contract. Ask for the, ask, when you're on the, on the street, ask for the uh, shift supervisors. Talk to because remember, the police officers, they, they got an IQ of the 99. They're not that intelligent. They're like men and They just obey whatever someone tells them. You need to talk yep. to the boss. And I don't have a show. I don't have a contract. Now, there's a, a, a rule of law where you can terminate your gun. Not just don't uh, 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 renew it. You have to terminate your driver's license because everything mm-hmm. you sign is an agreement. So you would have to terminate your agreement. And let me sign the law real quick on termination. I think it's 20 USC 1905. Let me make sure. 20 1905, I believe it is. But we have to. You have to terminate. Just terminate. What you need to talk? I got bad records on it and stuff, and you don't care about it anyway. Travel. Okay. And what are we looking for? God's life.
You put it in an affidavit form, you sign it, notarize it, take it to the state for authentication, register it to yourself, and then put it in a newspaper. Saying, oh, this has been terminated. And then you're going to get an affidavit of publication from the newspaper. Nobody argued it, so therefore, that is not something that you need anymore. Did you get the law? Did I give you? Did you get that law? Yes, I got it. Okay, uh, 20 CFR 4404-1905. Say that. 4404-1905. 4404-1905. No, no, no. No, no. 404-1905. Okay, 404-1905. Okay, look it up. It's very short. Beautiful line. But I'm going to have to look it up when we get off the phone. Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. I, I, I can't do it while I'm online on the phone. Yeah. But in the meanwhile, talk to, talk to your attorney general. Then talk to your attorney general. These courts are under you because every attorney general is over every court. You know, he's, he's their financial advisor. I mean, their legal advisor. And if they're not following the rules that's laid out, then they, they need to get a it up. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, caller. Okay. We have a we have another caller. Um, okay. Your phone kind of messing up a little bit, Mr. Rice. Three three zero five. Yeah. Three three zero five two four. Three three zero. Hello. Yes, we hear you. Go ahead. I hear you. Hello, caller. Three three zero. I hear you. Can you hear us? Three three zero. Okay. Three three zero. I'm gonna hang up. Hello. 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 I don't hear. I don't, okay. Can you, hear you don't hear us. I hear you. I can you hear can you. Hear. Okay, good. A little bit. I'm interested. <clears throat> okay, I think when you had first came on, I heard uh, Mr. Rice say something in regards to putting something in the new legal news, and so mm-hmm. I wanted to know. And I think he had started to say something about the same as your name, but I think he had gotten cut off. Because I had wanted to know when you are trying to put things in the legal news, does it have to be in your county? Because I wanted to do a copyright. Does it have to be in your county? And how long do we? Ha- does it have to be a four consecutive weeks, two weeks, three weeks? Does it matter? Is there like a protocol as to how long something has to go in the legal news? Uh, no, no. And it's up to you, it's two weeks. They put it in there three times, but you can take two weeks. Um, And and our Detroit Legal News is not a county paper. Actually, I think it's a statewide. I think everyone listens does it because it's not even in our county. It's almost like, oh, about about 25, 30 miles away from Detroit, you know, in the Detroit area. So, but everyone listens, Detroit Legal News is where they put your, or whatever paper they put in your sheriff's sales and stuff where everyone, 
Every company has a group that monitors the legal news every single day uh, to see what's going on in the world, in that, in that, in that state. So I think it might be a state something paper, but they only put it in whatever time they put it in is up to them, usually three weeks, three times they put it in for at three different states. And then they will mail you a, 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 a what is it? My mind is blank, Beverly. What is it? Uh, uh, affidavit uh, of publication. Okay. Yeah, affidavit of publication. That we only, that, so I live in Ohio, so does it have to be in your county or can you just do it in any county in your state? Well, again, where do they put your okay. share sale when they're selling your property? Oh, okay. I mean, if they got a share sale, I'm pretty sure they just don't advertise it in the county. They advertise it probably throughout the whole state or whatever. Because some sometimes you get those uh, uh, third party uh, people, attorney uh, ambulance chasers saying, "Oh, we can put you in bankruptcy." You know, people looking at that paper all over the state, really. Okay. Okay, so we don't have to do it for four consecutive weeks. We could just do it two consecutive weeks. I'm just saying they they know they know oh. the time frame. They, they tell you what they're gonna do it for because they you gotta pay yeah. for. They tell you. Well, usually when I had, they usually don't do like a comic, a comic, not a comic, a um, a common law. Your name, your trade name. So they had uh, went for the legal news where I am, and so they they didn't they don't do that, so they didn't know how long to run it. So I was just wanting to know if there's a protocol. If there's no protocol, then that means, you know, I can do it two weeks and that's it. Two weeks, two times a week, and that's it. I just wanted to know if there was a protocol in trying to do a common law no. trade. No. If they're giving I me know, an I affidavit know. of publication, if, if they're giving me an affidavit of publication, it's whatever the time frame they set up, and no one discussed it or rebuttaled it. So that's, that's, that's all that matters to me. I, I don't care if it's two weeks, two days. If I get an affidavit of publication from them, that's all I care. That's it. I'm okay. okay. All right. Okay. Now, Mr. Wright, when when you okay. did the ANC, did they say to, to put it in the papers for two weeks? Or they just said put you it were in to, there? If, no, they say put it in. They say put it in the paper. They say what paper? But they, they say, say put it in advertise. Put it in the paper. Right. Under, in Minnesota, when you get your assume assume right. name certificate, it 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 gives there's some instructions that they give you. And putting it in the paper was the last one to do. So the time frame is not significant. Uh, with all you want is the affidavit of publication. That's proof that you put it on right. public record. Okay, okay, thank you. That really I mean, eases up. They do a lot. They throw a lot of stuff in the newspaper on you, uh, at, you know, selling your home. You don't even know about it, you know, unless you get a personal letter. Because you don't read those newspapers. You're not sitting there looking at those papers. And right. you didn't okay. rebuttal it, which is why they could take over some of the people's homes. why they could sell it, because they put it in the paper. That's how they get possession of a home to do that, because no one is rebuttaling it. Because the title company has the title. You living in a residence, so exactly how are they getting positioned to put it in foreclosure and sell it? 
How are they getting the, the, the rights to do that? They put it in the paper, and you don't respond. Now, I think I read an article one time that if you if you get a judgment, you could avoid the judgment by putting it in the paper, correcting it, saying, oh, this judgment is not valid because of so-and-so and so-and-so. The judges are supposed to be your trustees, and but you became one. Well, ask for compensation. If you're going to make me the trustee of the, the, the surety, then I want to be paid. And you better ask for something three times, whatever you say you owe. I want to get paid. You make it, you giving me a job position. I want to be paid in my job. That's just an alternative for the guy who said he got a lot of static from him. But no, if you put it in the paper, they have a certain amount of time they advertise it. And once, you know, once a week for, I think it's like two weeks or whatever. And you get an affidavit of publication and they sign it. That's, that's okay. all I care about. Right, right. Okay. That's correct. That's all I need is to have that that's all you need. publication. Yeah. Right. Okay. And I liked also when you had said uh, something in regards to the affidavit of interest instead of the affidavit of ownership in regards to, now that goes on our, our, our birth certificate. Birth I mean, that goes, along, sorry, yeah. that goes along with our birth certificate. Yeah, it, and it could be either one, beneficial interest or ownership. But when you say ownership, it's like you're stating that you own it, that you don't own your name. Your birth certificate belongs to the state. So right. It's just, it's just a matter of terminology. But then again, you're creating you're creating this affidavit. So you want to say that I want to have ownership of it because you're getting a superior position over them by putting an affidavit on there, sign it, notarize it, authenticate it, register it to yourself, put it in a newspaper, you got, so I guess you could say, nah, I own that stuff, even though the state still got a, a, a y'all, let's say, co-partners, all right? We co-owners. <laughs> okay. But I have a superior position than you do, because this is a certificate. This is how, and if you look at um, a UCC, I think I gave it to you before, 9-303, it talks about having a superior position. And it would say the, the issuing jurisdiction of that certificate becomes void, none and void, over a new certificate that's been presented. I just summarized the words. But if you look under UCC 9-303 and Michigan mm-hmm. MCL 440, Got nine three oh three. Uh number B talks about the certificate and how the issuing jurisdiction becomes invalid or void when a new jurisdiction of the foreign country or country presents their uh certificate of title. It becomes okay. void. There's the issuing jurisdiction become void. So apparently there is a superior way of you controlling that title, that certificate of title on your vehicle, on your house, on your birth certificate, birth record. Because I don't know if you ever, there is a YouTube called, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what is that? Uh, got the two circles. Sessicure Settle, 
settle yourself secure and they've got two circles and they talk about merging the uh liability title with the asset with the asset title. So the liability title would be the birth certificate. The asset title will be your birth record. You merge those two together and it it destroys the whole trust. And then the the government, the treasury is gonna get it, is gonna create a whole new an account for you off the uh the the gold, the interest of the gold that the people have at the treasury department. And gonna give you a black card so that or a card, I won't say black, but you'll get a debit card so that you will live on cash and care. Whatever you want, you just buy it and there is no loans, there's no federal reserve no, you don't need to carry mm-hmm. Federal Reserve no living in this society and not carry Federal Reserve no. No. That's that's quite powerful. Yeah, but people right. can't see that. Well, I, I think we're getting myself. So, I won't put well, I, But now they're giving us cards, but they're giving us debit cards uh, and things like that. Yeah, well, there's some of those debit cards are, are one of those multi-level things, but we're talking about the card coming from the spirit. Yeah. Right. Okay, Carla. Okay, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Any more questions? Okay. Um, what about uh, anybody else on that? Nobody's typing in nothing. Anybody, anybody on Zoom? Uh, well, I muted them because if they asked a question, you can't hear it. I already gave people the phone number. I Now, somebody says that. One five eight six and kind of uh, shaking a little bit, Mr. Wright. Somebody said that the United States has no more gold anymore. It's not no gold at Fort Knox. That is in private hands now. That is correct. I think they gave some of it to Indonesia. Somewhere they sold, they sold our gold. Because the those private bankers did it. You know, the 12 bankers, mm-hmm. the Morto, uh, right. Rothschilds and the Morgan. Yeah, they sold us. Our gold is gone. That's why every time you go to, to Congress, they be asking asking them to, to put in a, a audit, you know, to audit. And they ignore them. The Treasury, the Secretary of Treasury, they totally ignore them. So how are they paying how are we able to get uh, the credit? That's all we can get and the we, credit because there's no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our only thing we're getting credit for is to discharge. That's been set off yet. We're setting off yet when you have credit, as opposed to using their debt instrument, Federal Reserve notes, and uh, some other things to discharge. There's difference in setting off to discharge. Okay. And really, there's nothing right. why they said our, our deficit is just going to keep going up and up because they don't have any, there's no way, they're not accepting, but this is what I'm telling you, whether they accept it or not, I just gave you a lot that they better, they better make sure they don't bother you and take you to court. 
you're not liable okay. to go to court. All right, we have a caller. 757-907. 757-907. Hey, how you doing? It's Marcus. I was on the Zoom, and now I'm on this uh, 323 number. Okay. Can you hear me? Thank yes, you, we can. I said we can hear you. All right, I was uh, I was going. I'm I'm thinking about suing my mortgage company because you was talking about it earlier. No, no, you don't go. Don't sue them. What are you suing them for? If you want something from them, put a lien, put a commercial lien on them, and go after their bond and go after their insurance. Why bother going to court? You're not going to win. You did delay because they own the court. That's not for you to be in. Just put a commercial lien on them. Do an administrative process where you pay off whatever it is or ask for whatever you need, having a notary back it up. They don't give it to you, file a UCC one on them. On those TFO that you were speaking to, on the corporation that's the second debtor, and you wanted your trust to be the secure party credit. Don't put it in your name. You create a trust and let that trust file the UCC one. And believe okay. me. So for the person, you get their sign their bonding number. They got a bond. If they're bonded, only talk to the CFO, sign their bonding company. For the corporation, report them to Dun and Bradstreet so their credit rating goes down. They don't want that. Not only for what you may be asking for, but I guarantee you it is a lot better than going to court. But you don't know their terminology. You're not an attorney, so why waste your time dealing with those folks? They're professionals in what they do. You aren't but you could put a commercial lien on them and get whatever you want. Box four, you write down what you want on the UCC one. And anyone calls you say, well, what's this you want? It's in box four. Because you don't have, only you can lift the lien. Nobody can lift it but you. But well, is there box a way that I can give you one-on-one about this? Because I huh? don't get all this phone call. Now, well, you ask is there a way I can talk saying, to you? So, again, look up commercial links and, and see what it, how it can be very effective. Commercial links. We'll talk in Zoom in a minute. And at 1030, I'll be on Zoom. We can talk. So we can't talk one-on-one about this? I said go, we go to Zoom and we'll set something up in Zoom. Right now, I got listeners, and they may have questions. This is a general idea of giving people kind of point you to the water. I always point to you. Commercial clean. Okay. You're breaking up. You're breaking up, Mr. Okay, I'm just letting you know my opinion. Okay, my opinion. Forget those courts. Do commercial liens on them. That's what they do on you. They put a lien on your on your savings account, checking account, job, taxes. They just put liens on you. They don't go to court. They could just put liens on you because you're not responsible. Put liens on them. Let them know you're serious, and only you can lift up a commercial lien. And you don't have to go to court for a commercial lien. You just do your administrative with with the notary. Do your administrative use of the notary. That's all I have to okay. say. You know, we could talk more on this on when I go when I switch over to Zoom. 
All right, I'm going to see you on Zoom. Okay, okay. thank you, caller. Uh, let's go to eight, <clears throat> eight, <clears throat> excuse me, eight, six, three, five, four, seven. Eight, six, hey, three. Mr. Rice. Hello? Hello? Yes, we hear you. Hey, oh, yes, perfect, sir. perfect. Okay, so just, um, when it comes to putting on notice the nominees, um, if I want to send, I'm paying this car note but I want to put them on notice about I'm the executor, I'm the beneficiary of this estate. So the David Clarence letter, if I sent that to them, would, I, it, would it be good if I also sent them an authenticated birth certificate? Um, and, and then the, what is it, the, uh, the form you just mentioned, the form about, um, I wrote it down here. This is the, the, it's it's the form the the releasing the funds form so because again monthly I'm rece- you know I'm receiving the coupons which is pretty much a check not pretty much okay. but it, it is a check so so again it, am I just I'm sorry go ahead no I I'm just saying yeah you get a month to month why don't you just ask for a final payment what well, you know what what is a total payment and do instead of doing it on a month to month just ask for the total payment stick a dollar stamp yep. on it and send it back to them. So, you uh, owe so that. Uh, yeah, but again, you want to be recognized as being at the age of majority. Look at public, read yes. Minnesota Rule 220. It tells you what you must do. You must have an affidavit on a birth certificate. Then you must give it to the register of titles. And it's got an S on it. Some of them could be the county clerk. Some of them might be the CFO at the corporation. Whoever gave you the title... You tell them okay. I'm at the age of majority. I am the oh. – because maybe I've been explaining it this way. They work in what's called a quasi-trust, quasi-trust. The quasi-trust has an office of the executor, uh, I should say office of the creditor, office of the administrator, and office of the debtor. Okay? That's their quasi-trust. And when you sign that contract with that car, then you became – in the office of the debtor, because you said, I'm going to pay you every single month. That's why they're sending you a coupon. You are the debtor. They're taking the funds. That's the administrators for the creditors. But they, no one has, did you ever tell them who the creditor was? No, and, and I, would, I, would, I would inform them that I'm the creditor. It would be by the, the, um, uh, the, um, <laughs> And letting them know that I'm at the age of majority. That's how I would let that CFO know that I, I'm i in the office. Okay. Of but, but And if you look at Rule 220, it says that once you have it all done, once your name is registered, it says register name. Because some of you don't even have your name registered. So you don't really. Yes, I have, I have my registered. Okay, well, then the follow the registered name. It says that the register of title will accept the registered name as being and treat them at the age of majority. So you're gonna give this to give it to them. You give them the authenticated birth certificate. If the register of titles at the register of deeds or the register or the county register, the county register, 
and they and they publicize it somewhere that you at the age of majority maybe get a copy of that or and then send it over to the CFO but I think the CFO is a, also a register of title because it's got an S on it so that means there's more than one register of title and I assume the titles is what they give you every time you get a contract with them you have there's a certificate of title that's accompanying it a driver's license is a title you know, your Social Security, that's a title. These are all titles. I got a DD-214 for the military. Box 7 says certificate. You know, so they give you something to state who you are. All you want to do is let them know whoever did that would be the CFO is that I'm at the age of majority, uh, or better yet, you need to go to uh, the, um, what is it, the uh, post office, the general post office dot international general post office dot international and uh become a, a state residence a state national american national you you outside the jurisdiction you can't be be nothing but accredited or what a couple well, of us right. did yes what happened when you send the CEO? When you send the CEO the information and telling him that, and then they send you a letter not acknowledging what you're saying. Well, again, if you send them a register, they say, how they going to send you when the rules say, your general rules say that you have to be accepted? How can they not? Then what's the nothing again? They can't tell you can't be a national. You could be a national. There's sites out there that you could be American. Yeah, well, you, all you do is not that you you can settle the debt without being that. You can settle the debt just by putting a dollar stamp on it. You don't have to be that. But I want them to know that I am the creditor because you will get the money back. He he mentioned a term. I like he mentioned the term nominee. So he looked at publication twelve twelve page seven, and it says that they will give they will issue you a ten ninety nine OID. Please remember that they are debtors in possession. They're debtors. They can't sit there and tell you that they're not going to accept something. They're debtors. Okay, but well, they do because they told me. So, but I'm saying, what do you do when they tell you that they're not going to do what you say? I mean, do you just continue okay. the uh, process? Do you send it to the Treasury Department to uh, settle, well, yeah. you know, to zero the debt? What again? You gave them a counter offer. You're saying that they didn't accept the counter offer. It falls under UCC 3-603. Even upon refusal, there is discharge. So I wouldn't sweat it. It's been discharged. It says even upon refusal, there is discharge when you gave it to the person who can handle it, which is the CEO or CFO. That's what it's saying. Even with it, it. they got to accept that count off. If they don't accept it, it don't matter. It wouldn't matter. It's still different. What's that? UCC what? UCC what? Yeah, what was that again? UCC 3-603. Tender and payment. Tender payment. Oh, yeah. UCC 3-603 and they say give it. You have to give it to the person who can handle it, who can deal with it. Not you don't give it to a clerk or something, but someone who is bonded. And again, if they don't do it, if you it, and they don't accept it, what would you do? What would I do? 
I, I mean, I could get in touch with their bosses, but guess what? Why don't I just put a lien on their bond? Why don't I just do a commercial lien on their bond? That's like reporting it to their insurance company. What do you think their company's going to do when they see someone got a lien on the bond? Because you can cash it in. You can cash the bond in. You can tell them I want to collect on the insurance on his because he's not exercising his position correctly. You could cash in his bond. He's not going to like that. If he loses, go ahead. So, I mean, can't you, um, you know, when we were doing the OID, just send a letter to the IRS, at least it showed them that you contacted them, you did your part, and they refused and let the IRS deal with them. Or can't you just, you know, once they refuse, still do the process of sending it to the Treasury, Department of Treasury? And and set and zero the debt out. You you could do all of the above, all what you say, all of the above. You could send him, you send a CFO, put a dollar stamp, or and you could send the same bill to the uh, to the treasurer and set it off on the private side. You could put a commercial lien on the company. You could report them to the IRS if they think a thirteen nine oh nine. These people think that they tax exempt. Because when they send you the bill in the first place, they took it off of your estate. So they think they don't have to pay taxes. They think they're exempt from paying taxes. IRS, thirteen nine oh nine, and the 3949 at the IRS, that's how you turn them in there. They think they're tax exempt. They, no one's paid taxes on those funds that they're sending you a bill on. But they are debtors in possession. You need to get that off that Chapter 11 guidelines from the Department of Justice and read what their positions are. They're debtors in possession. What are they possessing? Your property. What is your property? Your promissory note. Your application. Sometimes it may be real estate. They're in possession of these. These are what we're trying to get rid of when we pay off a bill. What they but the trust has. You can terminate the whole trust of your car note. You send them a letter. What form do I need to terminate and liquidate the surety bonds that you have in reference to this car note, this account number? You send them a letter asking them to give you the forms required for you to terminate and liquidate this account. And here's the account number. Because they got, if you look at that, that is in possession. Look at that uh, uh, chapter 11 guidelines. They have to have two insurances, FDIC insurance and your surety bond. And your surety bond is from Fidelity. It has a payment bond in there, a performance bond in it. You want to send them a letter telling them that you want to settle this to get rid of the whole trust. Once the trust is gone, then they can't keep nothing, they can't say nothing, they can't do nothing when the trust is now, gone. Who is you asking who is you asking for this form? The CFO or the company oh, or are you talking about the IRS? Yeah. Who you asking? No, it, no the C the CFO from the company, right. The okay. CFO. They don't the want that created they they don't the want to got the bond 
when they open an account in the first place. Right. So that's who has you. Like you're a constructor. We're contract. We're construct. We're contractors. They are called obligees. Look up. Look up surety bond and the, and the people involved in the surety bond. There are three parties. There's the obligee, which would be them. There's the contractor, which is you. And then there's the surety bond, which the which the obligee went to get the surety bond to guarantee you're going to pay the bill. And the surety bond is, guess what? Your Social Security. They took they took money from your Social Security to get to be a surety bond for the contract that you have with them or the agreement that you have with them. But they're the obligee. You're the contractor. Now, any contractor, now once you finish the job or you don't want to use it anymore, you quit, you don't want to be involved with the job, you have to send a letter to the obligee saying, I want to terminate and liquidate my position in this contract. Am I trying to explain this clear? Are you understanding what I'm stating here? Yes. Yes, I am. And I know I know exactly what I have to do. Yes. There, there's forms. If you want Thank to go you. with some GSA forms, GSA forms, Patrick Devine talk about a standard form 30, a 1414, 1416, 1418. Now, the 1416 is a consent of surety. You have to have consent from the surety. That's when I would look and uh, and do a Treasury Direct 58, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 5188 and a 1010. That's where your straw man is given permission to have a power attorney to your business. You know, you create a business or some kind of trust that you create. Your, your agent would be some kind of trust. And that's so you're showing or you have a contract that you can have that you can set up between your grantor, which would be, or I say your assignor, which would be your birth certificate, and assignees, which would be your executor and your agent. So whatever, whoever your exec, executor or whoever your agent have consent from the assignor, which would be the birth certificate, to have all the equitable rights, title, and interest. Equitable rights, title, and interest. That's what your assignor does because he's a child. It's a child, so he's given his power of attorney to someone else, just like an attorney in court. You are a child. You you file an irrevocable power attorney with the attorney. Now he can speak for you. Well, this is what you need with your avatars, or I call them assignees. They have an equitable right of uh, right, title, and interest so that they can speak for you. So when you address these corporations, you will address them under one of your assignees, not under your assignor. you got to go under one of the assignees. They have the Treasury Direct. They have a form called zero, TD0386. No, 0385, where you listing who the two people are, you know, who who's your uh, secure party creditor, who's your attorney in fact. You listing both of them, and they are operating for the birth certificate. And what rule, what law says is canon law, 
440.9303. I'm pretty sure there might be other states. I think Illinois don't have a UCC either. I think they got an I, ILS something or another. But anyhow. Okay, folks. We did pretty good. I guess no more questions. Mm-hmm. Or no one in the chat room has any questions. Everybody just doing their thing. See, I have to submit. I have to. If you don't call in, if you don't ask questions, and the question, my thing is, then you must be doing everything correctly. You don't need me. You really don't need me anymore. Because I tell you, I got things I can do Sunday evening. I really do. I don't know if you hear this older woman in the background. That's my 104-year-old grandmother with Alzheimer's. She's always talking. I'm trying not to talk over. I don't know. Can you hear her? Do y'all be hearing her sometimes? A little bit, but she she doesn't interrupt. We hear you real clear. Okay. She she always want to go home. I want to go home. (laughs) You (laughs) are home. We have been that same or you are home for the last five years, so I have no idea. But if you say, is she, you're is she home, walking? Oh, no, no. <laughs> is she huh? walking? Is your grandmother, is she still able to walk? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, wow. she, she won't get up and go somewhere. She act like she can't walk, but she'll get up when she want to go somewhere. Okay. You lay her in okay. the bed, and she say, oh, no, I'm. I'm going home. She's getting up, holding on things. She puts that tent. She want to fall, so we got to put it back in uh-huh. the bed. Right. Because she's always trying to get somewhere, yeah. and we kind of say, look, you want to get to your heavenly home? Oh, no, no. I ain't talking about my heavenly home, no. <laughs> so she uh, you know there's okay. a difference so in that. She understands. Yes. That's good. Oh, yeah. At 104. Yeah, wow. She understands. That'd be good. Does she have any... Uh, Memory of her childhood or anything. I mean, she's a living. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. The other day she was asking for her. She was asking for her grandfather. I said, Grand. Even as a kid, I didn't know you never met your grandfather. (laughs) Wow. She goes. She goes back sometimes. She she does. She goes back all the time. That's what they do. They they live somewhere, and I'm just surprised that. Medical science has not found a way to treat this, this mental blockage or whatever. It's in the mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they study animals, open their minds, study them, and fix them. I don't know why they can't do it for itself. But then again, there's some, I hear there's cures for all this stuff out there, but they, it's not it's not making no money. If you it's not profitable, right. It's not, it's not profitable. profitable. It's not profitable to cure people. All they do is pacifying their pain. Yeah. They pacifying their pain. That's true. Okay, then. Well, now, what I'm going to do. Okay. Yeah, time to go. Yeah, time to go. Zoom number? What's the Zoom? Okay. Oh, to get on what's Zoom. The zoom again, number? It's uh, 675-305-0673. Again, six seven five three zero five zero six six two, and I will be there. Okay. I'm, I'll be back on Zoom in twenty minutes. I get on, let them know because I'm put it to bed. Okay, and then I come up text everybody. So love you. So glad to see you back, family. We miss you. Glad to see you back. <laughs> 
Well, thank you. I, I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to quiet y'all on the girls' talk earlier, but that's okay. <laughs> y'all, oh, you know. Y'all was loud. Y'all was loud. We, 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 we was not talking about you. We were talking about other things. Yeah, I know. I bet you were. Okay. okay. No problem at all. Okay. All right. Good. I, 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 you all blessed. I love you all. Okay. I hope well, we thank you, Mr. Wright. Okay, folks. Goodbye. And we look forward to next week. Thank you, everyone. Uh, stay tuned for tomorrow at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, and uh, Dr. Robert X will be with us. And we're going to break down what is going on in Washington, D.C. Okay, peace and much love. Let's start with hope I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone The ripples won, son of a gun Some would not have thought so But I stand here, commander-in-chief And I take that seriously But along the way A rogue ripple turned tidal to what I tried to do, a rebirth of a nation's hatred, red, white, and blue, is black in there too, seriously, one man, rewriting the book on bad behavior, maybe cheats the neighbors, he gets what they pay for weekends. Cut him on the back and send him on through. No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue. Is this the best we can be? Seriously. Let's talk of fear and why I don't bring it in here. It's a dangerous word. Spooks to herd and we all bleed in the stampede. Fear makes a false friend. Enjoy. Thanks. The order breakfast at the McDonald's drive-thru. Tell yourself you'll wait to eat it at work, but it smells way too good. So you eat it right there in the McDonald's parking lot meal. There's a meal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, get any size iced coffee for 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with your favorite breakfast sandwich or one of our tasty bakery treats. Price and participation may vary. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.